following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. The following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am the Nightmare, joined once again and always by the rottenest of the Jacks, RJ. What's up, buddy? Hi. So I have to tell you, I have uh, a couple of my day camp coworkers tune in, and they love when you get all hot and bothered by the fact that I call you RJ. Listen, man, this is what happens when you call me RJ. I turn into this. I mean, you can turn into that all you want. I'm still going to call you RJ. Oh, no. Changing voices again. I hate it. 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 I know you do. Oh, man. So we are in the dog days of spring, as I call them, where my life is just nonstop. It's been it's been even more nonstop recently. Um, Picking up a second part time radio station job and stuff like that and just, I mean, uh, we were just talking. We haven't physically seen each other in person in probably since the beginning of April. Yeah, it's been a while. When we went out for Ellie Cat's birthday. Yeah. And that was probably the last time I saw you. Yeah. because And like after she went to bed that night, I think we recorded the last time we recorded in person. So that was all like one fell swoop the same night. But uh, yeah. Dude, did we even record that night? I don't know. I think we were supposed to, and we didn't. I don't remember. It's been so damn long, and like it feels like yesterday, but it feels like three months ago. So, yeah. um, I am. I've just been so stupid, crazy busy, and you know, it's. I, I've really been enjoying the college season. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. I am. I can't believe how fast it went, but at the same token, I am kind of ready ready to to be done i'm not ready to be done but i'm ready for something to be off my plate um i'm hoping day camp is that something soon but you know you know beggars can't be choosers and and gotta gotta pay the bill somehow so uh that being said we don't have really a topic so here's what we did we went to a website called capitalizemytitle.com slash random dash topic te- dash generator. And we're just going to generate random topics and talk about them. So without further delay, uh, I'm going to start off with, would you eat at a restaurant that was really dirty if the food was amazing? Yeah, I have. I think we all have. Like, now I've never been to a Waffle House, but that's my, like, that's how <laughs> I view Waffle Houses. Um. Bro, I worked on an ambulance in the city of Buffalo. Like, there was de- some definite shitholes that I walked into. Uh, but everybody knew that they had, like, bomb food. Like, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a bar next to Mr. Goodbar when I was in college. And, like, when I was going to Buff State, it was called Two for One Pizza. 
And the deal was whatever you ordered, they gave you two. Yeah. So if you walked in, like the first time you walked in, everyone made the mistake. You're like, oh, could you two slices of cheese and pepperoni and a side of blue cheese? And they handed you four slices of pizza and two tubs of blue cheese. And you were like, this isn't what I ordered. And like it, like right there on the wall, it says like everything you order is two for one. So whatever you order, we're giving you two of like, yeah. And that was disgusting. Used to kind of be a place like that up in the falls. Um, I don't know if they just did it for us when we walked in when we were on the ambulance because I never went there when I wasn't on the ambulance. But like you'd walk in there and eventually I learned like, all right, if I wanted four slices of pizza, I asked for two because they would just give me like extra all the time. First time I went in there, I made the mistake. I was like, yeah, give me like four slices of pizza. And I walked out with like fucking like a large pizza in slices and i was just like what am i gonna do with this <laughs> like holy right. shit yeah it's it's wild and like there's I, I also remember a pizzeria and maybe it's just the pizzeria thing but i also remember a pizzeria when i was younger that was like it popped up um you know where frosty's is on broadway yeah so it was like right across it was across the street near there um and it was like in one of the houses that looked like I don't even know if it's still standing. Anytime time I drive down that way, I'll take a look. But it was like, it looked like it was a house that was retrofitted to be like a business on the first floor. And yeah. like you walked in and like, it smelled good. We heard good things about it. And then you walked in, like there's cats running around and like a woman changing a baby's diaper, like on the counter and stuff. Like it was, it was weird. We ate there. The pizza was okay. But like with how disgusting it was, we were like, yeah, we don't need to do that again. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely ate at some sketchy places on the ambulance just because, like, I got to know the people that worked there. Like, the food was really good. I mean, and, like, they never messed with us and always gave us extra. So, I mean, we've all been to, like, Louis late night when the dude behind the counter is, like, you know, yeah. like, he's cooking your food and wiping his nose at the same time. He's, like, feel... The only thing the dude's missing is a cigarette hanging out his mouth. Yeah, pretty much. And like the girl serving you looks like she's uh trying to work work toward her next score. But uh yeah. I mean, I also I eat at day camp, and even though I bring in the food, like the place is disgusting, so it's kind of the same yeah. concept. But what is uh what's your first generation of topic? Uh what's the last funny video you saw? Oh my god, in the world of TikTok, that's hard. Um, right. So Alley Cat and I have this thing where we pass cat videos back and forth across all social media platforms. Um, but I, like, like the last one that really made me like really bust a gut was the TikTok that was people stitching the girl who like set her phone up, went to back up and then like hit her ass on her bedpost. And it was like, ah! and it was just people like, you know, Stephen Amell stitched it. Oh my god! Like you have That's, failed this city. <laughs> like I was, I was laughing pretty good at that video, and then when Stephen Amell came in on that, like that's where I lost it. Oh my god! That whole thing, like I, that was my last like video I watched. That was a true like gut busting laugh, like deep, deep belly laugh, where like I, I had to uh, stop for a second to appreciate it. I came across one about two weeks ago and I don't know if it's because I came across it and I was like half delirious at the time. Uh, and I was like trying to go to sleep, but I was scrolling TikTok, So it might've just been funnier than it should have been. But 
there's a video and I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. Uh, like it starts out like someone stitched it, but it started off with a guy holding an egg over the sink and trying to like squeeze it in his hand and he can't. And then another guy stitched the video like contemplating it. So he grabs an egg out of his fridge, goes over to a sink and goes to squeeze it. And the thing immediately explodes in his hand. And he's just like, fuck. <laughs> then he starts filming. Like it's all over the walls. It's all over the window. It's on the ceiling. And I think it made it even funnier because it was like, um, he seemed like he was either like uh, Irish or something like that. Uh, because his accent when he was yelling, like it just made it so much funnier. Um, right. I, I watched that video for an hour. I'm not even lying. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was, I almost pissed myself in my bed. Uh, I was crying. Scared the hell out of my cat because I'm sitting here <laughs> wheezing. But yeah, that's that's the that's the last real funny one for me. That's awesome. Um, do you like documentaries? Why or why not? I love a good documentary, man. I will sit and watch any kind of like historical documentary, whether it be like, um, you know, like ancient Egyptian, like them, like excavating like pyramids and finding mummies and shit like that. Love those. Um, anything about world war two, especially like the history of the Nazis and like all the weird shit that they were up to. Yeah. Like, like the, or even, even if it's like, not even like real documentaries, but, more like um investigative documentary type things like into like the nazi shit like am... oh there's the the rumored like nazi train of gold uh you know can we find it like i'll sit there and watch that for hours right and like one of my favorites is like you like the docu series and like even some of the ones that are are done for entertainment purposes um that are like bait, like they're not just based on a true story. They are a true story with like certain things flowered up a little bit for sure. entertainment value. Uh, we actually, we just got done watching not only uh, the girl from Plainview, which is the, uh, the story of the girl who basically coerced her quote unquote boyfriend into killing himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which actually was a court case that set precedents for that being, uh, like you're like making it illegal or like making it an actual documented charge to coerce someone into suicide via yeah. like like whether it's via word, text, whatever. Um, and we just got done with the act, which is the, is the story of Gypsy Rose. Uh, she was a girl. Oh yeah, yeah. His yeah, mom yeah, yeah. was like uh, Munchausen's through pro- via uh, through proxy. Well, yeah, Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah, yeah. And like both of them were really good. Um, some very twisted turns through those. Like I, like I understand. Like, didn't did she end up going to jail? Because I know they killed her mom. They did um, kill her mom, and she she's serving. Uh, she's currently still serving a ten year sentence for second degree murder i'll be Um, honest like with all the shit that that girl went through so here's the thing 
like if you watch the show they actually go through it and like so she she was definitely a victim in the whole thing like with how her mom treated her and the stuff her mom did and everything else yeah but at the same token like she found ways to live outside of her mother's rule and at, at like at different points like there there were other options other ways to get out like oh okay you know like she then like there's a point where her mom is like so like not not to spoil it but one of the things is like her mom like you, you see this girl in a wheelchair yeah and like she's bald and she's like kind of goofy looking has a goofy smile her teeth are a little little weird and like you know her like she goes to like take a sip of a coke and her mom freaks out like you're allergic to sugar like you know doesn't realize that she didn't take a sip yet hits her with an EpiPen and rushes her to the hospital and she overhears the doctor be like ma'am she doesn't have a sugar allergy like the Pedialyte you give her has sugar in it like more than a sip of Pepsi <laughs> she like if she was allergic she wouldn't be able to do that um all of the like and it turned out like all the girls medical records were according to her mother she was treated for leukemia when she was three never happened according to her right. mother this happened never happened um she, right yeah i remember spent, the basics of it it was like she she spent her up. life like a good chunk of her life uh like she convinced her daughter that her salivary that she had an issue with her salivary glands and they had to be removed so she couldn't swallow so she had to be said fed through a feeding tube like they where they would puree her food stick it in a syringe and then direct it a, like directly into her stomach for her to eat and get sustenance because if she tried to eat something normally she would choke and die and like she wanted to get the feeding tube out and her mom was like no like you're not ready for that like your your body couldn't handle it um but like she ends up meeting like and then like they were like conning people out of money and stuff like she her mom said her dad was dead it turned out her dad was alive and paying every penny he could for her but like she never saw any of it um she was stealing money out of her mom's like cash stash for like things of her own and it was like it's a fascinating story um she ends up meeting a, a, a young man on christian mingle of all things and it turns out he's slightly autistic and yeah like claims to have multiple personalities and stuff like that and like she basically manipulates him convinces him to kill her mother once she realizes that her mom would never let the two of them meet and or like or be together he comes over does it with a knife that she bought like she went and bought like a fishing knife and he came over from like a few states over on a bus and just stabbed the shit out of her mom and like then when they get they finally get caught and arrested which was like three days later because it took them a minute to realize that they went to wisconsin like because there was no like tail or trail to this kid until they posted something on facebook like she posted on their shared facebook and said that bitch is dead and then yeah yeah i remember that yeah and then posted a second one that was like um i slit her throat and stabbed her and then raped her daughter and she screamed like crazy lol like to alert people that there was something going on and like 
when it came to the yeah. trial and everything, like they were like, oh, we're in this together. We're in this together. And then like, because of the abuse that she went under, went through at the hands of her mom, like they basically said the, the circumstances for the murder on her end and on his end were completely different. And she wiped her hands of the dude and was Threw like, under the bus. like, like they were going to be tried together for the same crime. And then she got her side to basically like use her medical records and everything her mom put her through to basically say like, it was more out of self-defense and anything like a way to escape the, the tyrannical like hand of her mother and like everything else. And so she got 10 years. The, the dude got life without parole and he actually did a, uh, an oxygen documentary back on the, that topic where they were asking him about it. And he said like, yeah, I did it. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, I would probably do it differently, but I would still do it again. Like he still claims that this girl's his soulmate. Um, there's a point where like, she's walking by him and they like on two, two different sides of the fence of the yard in the County County prison that they were held in. And he was like, Oh, I found out how they, like, I found out at the end of this end of the story, Bonnie and Clyde, like, you know, cause they were talking about it and the kid was like, Oh, I'd, we could be like on the run, like Bonnie and Clyde. And she's like, Oh, well, how did Bonnie and Clyde story? And he's like, well, I don't really remember. I'm not sure, but you know, we could be like them. And so he's like, Oh, I remember how it, like, I remember how it ended. Like they both died. They died together. And she's like, I don't want to die. And she's basically just like cut this dude off. But he's like, yeah, I would do it again. Like in simple defense so, of her, like, she's I'm my soulmate. At, I'm looking at pictures and like, yeah, she looks really messed up in childhood, but she's really not an unattractive person. Like, I, no. like her, her photos of her, like in prison, like, so her, she's, she's a somewhat attractive girl. Dude. Yeah. She's like, actually engaged. Yeah. To a dude she met via a prison pen pal program. Right. Which is weird. Those are always awkward. Um, so they, like her teeth at one point all fell out because of the seizure medication her mom was giving her. But she, th- and this is how, this is how messed up the whole situation was. She found out when she heard the doctor say that she's not allergic to sugar. She like tested the theory and she like pulled an EpiPen out and like put whipped cream on her finger and ate it and nothing happened. And like, so then they're at like, like, she, like she, they show her like waking up in the middle of the night to like, eat frosting with a spoon and drink a huge two liter of Coke and everything else. And then like slowly, but surely her like teeth are like rotting and she's like brushing her teeth and her gums are bleeding. And then like one of her teeth just falls out of her face. And like her mom's trying to say like, Oh, it's from acid reflux. She had it when she was a kid. Like, could it be back and everything else? And like this doctor kind of like gets tipped off to the fact that they can't access any of her medical records her mom has hard copies of them all, but won't show them to anyone. And like the whole thing is just, is so messed up. And it turned out like, so this girl felt guilty that she was rotting her teeth out and the punishment was her teeth fell out. And eventually they gave her dentures and she actually looks like she's got normal teeth. Right. But like, she was under the assumption that it was like her sneaking all this sugar and she rotted her teeth out when in reality it was the seizure meds. Her mom was injecting into her stomach via her food Right. That like, and like her mom had like, at one point they show, she opens a cabinet and there's just 
this huge like picture like two two refrigerators side by side like that width of a cabinet and she opens it and it's just all pill bottles and like some of them are labeled like sleepy baby angry baby like and it's just the the, the stuff she knows she can give her daughter to like like make her sleep like a, a, a social worker comes by and she gives her kid like pills that subdue her and she like and i love this stuff like this stuff is so fascinating and to hear this kid like the dude that she basically coerced into killing her mom be like oh yeah like he he claimed he had a 500 year old vampire named vincent or i think it was vincent um like living inside him or whatever and like she would like like they would do like video chat sex and stuff and like some of the some of the conversation got a little dark and then when they were done, she'd be like, do you think you could actually ever like do that? Like ever actually like kill someone? And he'd be like, me? No, no. But like, make, make sure, make sure you don't ask him that. Like, unless you really mean it, cause he'll do it. He'll do it in a heartbeat. So like she laid the groundwork with him and then she let him yeah. do it. And then she was like, I would never kill my mom. My mom was my best friend. Like it was, it, it was, it was nuts. It was, it was a good one. I also like the, uh, like they did like a killer speaks. Uh, they did one where like they interviewed actual c- serial killers, like that were currently alive and incarcerated. Like they did legitimate yeah. interviews with them. Like those were really good. I love those. Yeah. But what's your next one? Uh, what's the most annoying thing about your phone? Currently, I will go to pull up Amazon. And I will click on something to like look at it further, and the screen, like the the Amazon screen, goes blank. Like so, it's got the banner, like the the green banner at the top, and a white screen and nothing on it. And huh. I have to like close out of Amazon and go back in and find it. That sucks. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's irritating. It's like uh, there was an update that didn't quite finish or something. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, I really don't have anything annoying about my phone. Uh, I mean, I have a droid, so like it's pretty good. Yeah, you're a droid guy. I'm like, and I was too. Like, I was, and they're not even droids anymore. It's just like Android Samsung. is just the operating system. Operating system, yeah. Like, so like Samsung's where it's at, man. Like, and I, I was, I was on the droid train, which turned into the Samsung train, uh, with LG being the close number two to that, and. Then when Alley Cat and I got together and we got a combined phone plan, uh, when we, we were both no longer on the WTF phone plan, uh, we went and had to get new phones and it was buy one, get one iPhones or Samsung Galaxies. And I wanted the Galaxy, but she could not operate without an iPhone. And you know how that goes. We have a conversation and what she gets, she wants. So I have an iPhone now. I... I at this point I physically could not get an iPhone. Dude, I'll tell you what, I felt the same way. And then like I when like if you were to hand me your phone to do something, I would feel lost on it. I don't know how to open a fucking iPhone. I mean it's not hard. How do you open your phone? I don't know. I just swipe. That's all you do on an iPhone too. Right. I I don't I don't understand Apple's iOS. It, it it's like a three day learning curve at most. Yeah, it would be the same. It's a, th- a three day learning curve. I don't want to go through. 
Right. And like, I feel the same way about going back to a Samsung phone now. Like, I, I would do even, it. But I, at this point, I wouldn't even take an iPhone if someone gave me like a brand new iPhone for free. I'd be like, can I get a Droid? Can I get a Samsung? Like, I love that you still call it Droid. Like, <clears throat> because that's, I mean, that's just funny. Because <laughs> like, they're again, like, because the first, like, the first phone that was like that was the android if that's what it was called it was called the right. android and then the second one was called the droid and really all it was it was it was phones that were made by the android company that was then bought by samsung and samsung allowed other phone manufacturers to use the android operating system but like yeah it's just i i find that the android operating system is a lot more user-friendly there's a lot more you can do with an Android operating system. You know, I, I don't know if that's true. Um, having owned both, I think they really are par for the course with each other. They're just, they're different enough that when you use one, using the other looks confusing, but it's not. Like, again, e- going either way, there's a two to three day learning curve and you're fine. Like, you know, I, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do when I use have an iPhone and I can't use swipe anymore to text? They have it. It's it's not a thing I have to worry about. Like, yeah, I what just, am I going to do with it? Like, oh, I can do that, too. Like anything you can do, mine can do anything. Mine can do. Yours can do. Like the only difference is the occasional like. Apple only app that's out there, and I there's, there's I'm sure there's one that's like a, a Samsung only app that's out there somewhere or something. I don't know. But, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't like Apple products. I like, I don't have any other Apple products. So there's no point to me ever getting an Apple product. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand. Like, I just don't like Apple products in general. Like, like I, like you and Allie both have MacBooks. I fucking hate MacBooks. I tell you what, I, again, I was against it until I got one. I hate them. I mean, that's, that, that's all that is. Like I said, I was the same way. I hate it. I'm like, right now I'm sitting here on a normal, uh, on a normal laptop. And it's just because there are, there are like two things that I do with the podcasts and the shows that a normal PC setup makes it a little bit easier. Like, yeah. Like having a right click. I don't even notice that anymore. Like if, if I'm touching a mouse, if I'm touching an actual mouse or, like my uh my little mouse because like, i'm using an actual like mouse right yeah. now but even like if i didn't have the mouse like i would travel i would probably try to be like two finger clicking on on things because that's what i'm used to doing on my macbook which is the right click like and it's so simple and so stupid oh is that but, how you right click on a macbook it's two fingers yep dumb I mean, it like it's actually super fucking simple. Like, instead of so, like I'm on if I'm if I'm on a little mouse pad here, I can't like I just two, tap with two fingers to do it on there. Where this, I have to like go to a separate button and click it. Like, it's actually more efficient. Again, if I'm touching them, if I have a mouse, it's a different story. But <clears throat> either way, uh, what animal or insect do you wish humans could eradicate? mosquitoes or spiders uh i am on the mosquito bandwagon 
they serve no viable purpose. Like, you know, like at least bees help pollinate things. Mosquitoes are just annoying. They are. They really are, aren't they? Like they serve mm-hmm. no purpose. And, and, and nothing can ruin other than pissing me off. Well, and nothing can ruin a good night out or a good night at the bonfire like a like mosquitoes. And it's been so wet this spring. It's going to be a bad year. Yeah. Ugh. It really is. It really is. And like, you know, everyone always says, oh, get these, get those, like burn tiki torches, burn like canola oil or whatever. Like never fucking works. No. The only thing that I found that works is actually deep, deep woods off. Right. And I really don't want to cover myself in fucking. Well, who remembers to like, who's like, oh, I should put bug spray on before I go set up my bonfire. Like, right. Let me cover myself in flammable stuff. while I go build a fire. (laughs) What else you got? Uh, What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Um, Usually, either to to, to phrase this Canadianly, I either rock a piss or make a cup of coffee. Usually, for me, it's think: Do I really need this fucking job? <laughs> I mean, I do that when I wake up at night. <laughs> uh, other than that, like, yeah, usually it's like rock a piss. Yeah, and like, and normally that's. Indicative of if I had if I woke up within the last two hours to to rock said piss, then it's just go downstairs and make a cup of coffee. Yeah. Or okay, really, let's be honest, it's check my phone. The answer is check well, my phone. Yeah, check my phone. Yeah. So check my phone, scratch my nuts, feed the cat, rock a piss. This is an interesting one, and I don't like I would I I'll be interested to see your take on it if some of the lesser known holidays were commercialized what would the commercialization look like one what lesser known holiday isn't commercialized like arbor day right like and it, it, i mean is that even just a holiday or is that just a day well i don't know right and like okay so like now are we talking like non like really non-christian religious holidays like we're talking Rosh Hashanah, Ramadan. Um, right, because it's weird because like, the, the, you know, Christian and Catholic holidays are heavily commercialized. But like, you know, like uh, Ramadan for the Jewish community. No, the Muslim, Muslim. community. Uh, I apologize to any of our Muslim friends that are listening, if you are. Um, like it's not really like heavily commercialized or pl- like you never see any kind of commercials on TV for, you know, get your special sales. Ramadan's coming. Well, and the interesting side of that. So like, you know, you don't hear anything about like Lent. The Ramadan blowout bash, like Ramadan's coming to an end. Like, and so you don't hear much about Lent either. Right. Right. You hear about Easter. There right. is like, so there is no. And, and I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me, but I don't think there's like a huge, like Lent is leading up to the, the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth, right? Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure 
but I, I like, I do know that Ramadan is li- is just a month of sacrifice. Yeah. Like, so, you know, the Muslims don't eat from sun up to sundown during Ramadan. Um, they pray five times a day. It's, they do that normally though. Um, five, not, not I, all I believe of them. Praying five, I, I believe praying five times a day is just a like a tenant of the Muslim faith. For your for your very devout, it is. But during Ramadan, it's supposed to be like kind of like not eating fish on Fridays is supposed to be an all year thing for the devoutest of Christians. But during Lent, really? it's, oh yeah. But like during so like during Lent, it's a big deal. You know, you're you're supposed to to pray and go to church and all that other stuff, but like. You know, they they make a special Lenten wreath with four candles on it that you light a candle every Sunday after you return from service. Like, you know, they, they try to like the only reason, up a little bit. Like the only reason I don't eat meat on Fridays is uh if I'm going out for like a fish fry because I'm going out for a fish fry. Right. And other than I'm, that, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And in, in what world is the flesh of an animal not meat? Sorry. Right. Like, yeah, it's like that was an animal. It's and like still and, meat in my and the mind. Whole, the whole thing about like why you can only eat fish on Fridays during Lent was to help the uh, the fishing businesses around, like near the Mediterranean Sea during that time. Like that's where that came from. Like the, there was a different right. type of I believe like the, the like the giving things up for Lent and thing has been a, a thing for a while. But like the fish on Friday thing was definitely a political move. Which, yeah. again, we're not going to talk about the pol- the, pol- the politicalization of religion, but I mean, but that but that's a lot of it too. Like, you know, that we're just now starting to see it where people are like, you know, it's it's winter break, not Christmas break. It's spring break, not Easter break, because you know, not everybody celebrates Christmas, not everybody celebrates Easter, but like, right, everybody celebrates the New Year, so it kind of coincides with that a little bit. And there's other. Uh, religious holidays around the year, so it's like it's it's a holiday break. It's you know, yeah. But I mean, we we talked about it last episode with how how powerful and overreaching the Roman Catholic Church has been in history, and I mean that's just and a lot of it, especially in this this country, was being settled by Christian Englishmen back you know in the pre revolution days, and just bringing a lot of those customs over. But I'm sure some of yeah. it was broken off and done on our own because why wouldn't we? Right. You know, I would really like to see the old Norse holidays publicized and commercialized the way Christmas is. You mean where we can all walk around drinking from drinking mead from horns and wishing each other a a joyous Yule? Yeah, exactly. Celebrating the the equinoxes, the equinoxi. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, why can't we get like, yeah, that's what I want. I mean, I just want to celebrate Thor's Day every Thursday. Right? Yeah, that's a little known fact is that the days of the week are actually uh, just translations from good old Norse. Yeah, which, again, comes from the the Roman the Catholic the, Church basically absorbing... longer. What's that? The Norse were around first a lot longer than the Catholic Church or Christianity and... Christianity just uh, absorbed, absorbed what and they could it all. and bastardized it. It's what it's what they do. Keep the fun thing. It? It's it's uh, technically Woden's Day is Wednesday. Yep, Tuesday is Tuesday. 
Tuesday is Tuesday, Thursday is Thursday, and then there's uh, Frey's Day, which is for Freya for Friday. I think like Monday, I think Saturday, Sunday, Monday are the only days of the week that really aren't titled after Norse gods. Uh, so that's actually not true, but um, no? so Monday, Monday is Mon, Mondog. And uh, let's see. It's named after the god Mani, which is the god of the moon, essentially. Oh. Tuesday is Tears Day. Wednesday is, yeah. Wednesday is basically it's Angsdag or there's three different ways to say it. Right. Uh, that was for Odin. And Thursday is basically Thor's day. Then, yeah, then Friday. Uh, Lurdog is Saturday. Uh, basically, it, it's basically the Roman god Saturn's day, uh, the day to wash your clothes. So it's basically wash day. And then Cerndog would be Sunday, and it's the day of the sun. So Sunday is the day of the sun. Monday is the day of the moon. So really, mm-hmm. Saturday is the one that kind of, you know, got taken from right. got taken from the uh, from the Romans instead of the Norse. Yeah, they're like this makes way more sense than laundry day because you can't have laundry day on the Sabbath, with technically a Saturday. Which a lot of people don't know either, right? And I think that, that also depends on which like sect of what religion you believe in, or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Moving. It on. really is. It really does amaze me, like how much of today's culture and like the popular religions today are so heavily influenced by the Norse, like without people even realizing it. Well, I mean, you got like everything we do and everything we like have is based on something that came before. And like the only reason like religions are taking a like a pretty heavy backseat. And I mean, like aside from certain um, political topics that we're not going to touch that are, are dropping today um, or dropped today. That's the, a uh, shit show and a half. No kidding. Um, but essentially, they are. Like, I mean, really, everything came from something that came before, right? You know, I, I mean, mean, I think every every culture builds upon and takes things from a culture that basically, like, they defeat. Sure. I mean, the saying goes, like, history is written by the victors. Yeah. So we actually had, we um, actually just had this whole story, uh, this whole conversation at Allie's, <clears throat> um, at Allie Cat's parents' house. They went and visited somebody in... North Carolina, South Carolina, and they went to like the this small town that the the person they went to visit like enjoys finding like weird like Confederate hotbeds. Like not because he not like not because he's like a hardcore wannabe the South will rise again, but because he thinks it's fascinating that these things still exist in modern day. Because right. like, for the most part, you'd think they wouldn't. And like some people are just fucking like 
they won't let go. But not only will they not let go, like there are some schools down south that don't teach the Civil War. No, they teach the War of Northern Aggression. Yes. And like there are people who, and they made a, they made a Family Guy episode about this where like they're doing a reenactment and they basically like reenact the fact that Grant um, surrendered to Lee at Appomattox, not the other way around. And that like they basically they decided to go back to the United, like to being called the United States instead of the Confederate States because they were once again united, but the South won the war. And it's like, <laughs> and so like in that episode, they're like, uh, that's not how it happened. Like, you guys got your asses kicked. You uh say you and like they get chased out of town. <laughs> but like there's actually people who believe that. Like that's right. actually a thing. Like, you know, and, and of of the like, I mean, we talk conspiracy theories and stuff before, like of the weird things that people believe, like the flat earth, hollow earth, uh, birds aren't real, and the South won the war are all up there for me. Like, what? Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we've just been indoctrinated. Who knows? I did actually just hear a really interesting fact about the Civil War, uh, from a client the other day. Um, there is, uh, so you know where, um, like, SpaceX's launch facility is down there in Texas? Yes. Well, uh, basically, like, right outside Brownsville? Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a place not too far from there that was the site of the final battle of the Civil War, and it took place two or three months after the war ended. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it, but the dude took like pictures of like the signage and all that other stuff, like the historical signage that they had put up there. Uh, dude, we got to talk about some of the signs on some of the monuments in this town that Allie's family went. And we, we will talk about them off the air because I am not getting canceled for this. Right. Um, but like, it's. Oof. Like yeah. where'd they go? North Carolina? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and like it, it, the one is like a sign thanking the, um, like a certain tribe of Native Americans for helping them, um, basically eradicate another tribe of Native Americans. And as soon as that was done, they then eradicated the original, like the group that helped them. Sounds like, par for the course for the Confederacy. I, like just, I mean, just in general, but I mean, just the fact that there's like a plaque commemorating them helping and like, <laughs> a, like there, there's a statue like in honor of those people. And like, I cracked the joke, like, did they not finish building the statue where there's a soldier behind them with a gun to their head? Like, cause that's probably how that went. <laughs> right. It, like so, so messed up. Um, like the the one being like there was a sign about like the um paying paying homage to the loyal slaves of the confederate army like it, it's so weird so weird but yeah that's uh not something we will continue on but it just yeah, it, it's like, uh it's called the the battle of palmito ranch interesting uh, just outside Brownsville, and it was 
uh, I don't want to take too much time, but it was like it was a couple months after the South actually surrendered. Apparently, they just didn't uh, ride over to Texas to let them know that it was done. <laughs> hey, man. Also, I didn't realize that they even made it that far, like west, like during the Civil War, that there was Union and Confederate soldiers in fucking Texas. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. That's what blew my mind more than anything. That I didn't realize they made it that far. Well, you gotta you gotta remember too. I mean, these like the like this time like exploration was huge. Yeah, like people were trying to like. If you didn't have land, you were trying to find land that you could have. Yeah. All right. We're, we're getting too historically political here. Is it my turn or your turn? Uh, your turn. A portal to another world opens in front of you. You don't know how long it will stay open or if you'll be able to get back after you go through. What do you do? I'm going. Even if you can't see the world on the other side? Yeah, I'm going. Interesting. I feel like I, I feel like I want to be on that boat too, but I don't know if I actually would. That's it, kind of like the devil you know versus the devil you don't, right? Like, oh, I would leave because this world's a shit show. Like, okay, like what if what if you're walking back into a world where the Nazis won? Or the South won? Or the German, like the, the Germans won the first time. Here's what I would do. I would go back to my apartment, settle my affairs, make sure I had someone to take care of Marv, grab my guns and go through the portal. And, you know, maybe it's still there. Maybe it's not. If it's still there, I'm going through. If not, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I I would probably want to like poke my head in and look around, but not maybe like step all the way through. Although again, like what if the portal like closes on my head while I'm doing that? Like right. I just get decapitated and my head's in one world, my body's in another. Yeah. Maybe the other world has a way to keep heads animated like Futurama. There you go. Maybe it's just a portal to the future. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Realistically, I don't know if I would walk through it. It's, it's tough because, like, you're walking away from everything you know and have, like, your family, like, your cat. like Right. You know. I'll be honest. If I didn't have the cat, 100%, I would just walk through it. Right. But someone's got to take care of Marv. Right. And if, I, if I didn't have Marv. And, and we can't do it because Marv doesn't get along with other with other friends. Right. Well, we don't really know how bad that actually is, but we're not going to test it. No. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Uh, what's something that really annoys you but doesn't bother most people? Hmm. Something that annoys me that doesn't bother most people. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think about that one. Yeah. Like I've been sitting here looking at this for probably about five minutes while we've been talking and I really can't even think of anything. Cause the things that annoy me annoy most people. 
chewing with your mouth open. Probably, probably the biggest one that like gets me that might not other people is, and even just thinking about it sends shivers up my spine. Um, when people like are using like silverware, like forks or spoons or whatever, and they and, like scrape their teeth on the metal. Oh uh, really? Oh my god, the sound of that. Uh, even just I, I don't think I've ever it. even noticed it. Even oh, even just the slightest. If I hear the slightest bit of it, mm-mm. interesting. Just just thinking about it like sends shivers up my spine. Like it. <laughs> I, can, I, I I really wish I didn't think of this. I can tell you one of the things that like, especially since I started doing podcasting and like obviously having to edit what we do is like speech patterns and the way people talk. Uh, I know that I say the word like far too damn much and it drives me nuts, especially when I catch myself doing it. But the other day, I forget where we were, what we were doing. Oh, we went to, we went to the restaurant neat, which is like a a whiskey house. How is that? Really good. Really good. I I highly recommend. Uh, We went with, Two other couple friends of ours, uh, Austin and Nicole, Austin of Hat Stats and Stats and the producers and his wife, and then my high school friend, Andy and his wife, um, celebrating Austin and Nicole's pregnancy. And thanks for the invite face. It was a couple's thing, buddy. We didn't, we didn't plan it. <laughs> Fuck off. Find a girlfriend. You can be part of couple's nights. Uh, so, which by the way, again, Try anybody, it, man, any, 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 anybody listening and looking for a date, Rotten Jack is uh, available, ready and willing for, mo- for the most part. Uh, so <laughs> we, we went there and our waitress walked up and I'm sure what most people heard was like, hi guys, welcome to Neat. Uh, you know, these are our cocktail menus. These are our menus. Uh, can I get you guys something to drink? Uh, do you have water to start? And then while you look over the cocktail menu and we're like, yeah, let's do that. And what I heard was like, so hello and welcome to Neat. And like had this whole Valley Girl thing going on and it drove me bananas until like the fourth time she came by. And then I mentioned it to people and it was like that glass shatter moment where like, oh my God, you're right. And I'm like, I know. How did you notice this? But that's just me. I uh, I pick up on dialects and like speech patterns and stuff like that a lot as well. Because like, yeah, my job is cutting hair, but like I like you, to think a majority of my job is just being a people person and talking to people. Um, so like I pick up on a lot of like subtleties in the way people speak, and some people are very interesting with the way they talk. Some people are very very quick when like you 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 ask them a question, they're very quick to respond, and then there's some people that you know I'll like I'll say something to them, and like it'll be a good like five seconds or so like almost like they're contemplating what they want to say in return um before they actually respond and like it's a little bit awkward for me i'm like do they not want to talk like what's going on yeah that's and that's gonna be tough too when you're cutting someone's hair and they're just not talking to you it's awkward like don't get me wrong there are definitely times i don't want to talk and the client doesn't want to talk and it's great. 
there's other times that I don't want to talk and the client wants to talk my ear off. And then there's times that I feel like I should probably shut up because like this person's like just giving me like one word answers. And, you know, the really the only person I can absolutely 100% get away with not talking to is I have one client who's deaf, <laughs> super nice guy. But, you know, we communicate via just typing on a phone. Sure. Uh, you know, he comes in and he just types out what he wants and I do it and we don't speak, obviously. And because uh, I'm standing behind him, so he's not like he could read my lips if we were talking. Uh, and, you know, when when we're done, I turn to the mirror and I give him like the, you know, the OK symbol like with question mark like okay he's like yep good off he goes great guy yeah i mean and like that makes sense but i mean i could see it being tough otherwise to like sit there with somebody you could talk to who just like does not engage with you right like i find that like i mean even if i don't want to talk if my client wants to talk i will talk Um, well you kind of have to i mean that's kind of business right exactly but like I said, like it gets awkward, like when I'm trying to engage in conversation and like people are giving me like no response or anything. And I'm just like, OK, I'll go fuck myself and. Uh, just not ask you anything else. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I have no idea when we cl- when I clicked record and how long we've been going because the stupid thing doesn't tell me. So let's do one more each. Sounds good. Which TV show do you want your? Would you like your life to be like? I don't know because most of the TV shows that I love are like fucked up TV shows. Like, do I want my life to be like lost where I'm stranded on an island? Do I want my life to be like supernatural where like werewolves and vampires and shapeshifters and all that shit are real? Coincidentally, if I am in that world, do I get to be a hunter or am I just like a regular person that doesn't know any better? Um, I mean, if you're a regular person who doesn't know any better, you might be living that life already. Well, this is a valid point. Um, I really don't know. I really don't. I don't think because like there's not like a, like a normal kind of TV show like Unless we're talking about like a TV show where like I get to be like the rich and famous like main character or something like that. But even those that comes with its own problems being rich and famous. So sure. Uh, My answer here is very blatantly one of two things. I either want my life to be like the office where I can like look off screen and like talk to a camera. So like all the, all the thoughts that I can't say to the people I'm sitting next to, I can say to the camera to be seen at a later date <laughs> or uh, Monday night raw 
Or anytime I walk in a building, I get a theme song. I can look off camera, do this, and somebody flips me a beer. I can, you know, stun my boss. Beat your boss with a bedpan. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to find like a good one. Like I'm getting a pretty like shit streak of of topics. Yeah. No, that's a political question. We're staying away from that one. <laughs> we sure are, buddy. Hmm. All right. Here's a good one because you're okay. a sports guy. Do athletes deserve the high salaries they receive? Why or why not? Without question or hesitation. Yes. And why? Because these guys and girls are in the point zero 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 one percentile of a multi-billion dollar industry. If anyone is in the point zero zero yada 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 percentile of their industry, I would guarantee you that they make the economical equivalent based on the net worth of said industry. So like the, the greatest doctor in the world, I guarantee you is loaded beyond belief. The greatest businessman in the world, but they're like, there's only what, like 30 billionaires on the planet and businessmen are like 20, like 20 of them or something like that, or almost all, I think it's gotta be all of them at this point, like unless it's family money from something. But I mean, if you're, when you're that good at what you do and like, I mean, we're, we're talking company guys like that you work for makes trillions of dollars. Yeah. You're going, when, when, when you're, when your business make like when the business as a whole is a, it makes tens of billions of dollars. And then the subsidiary of thereof. So like the NFL makes tens of billions of dollars. Then the teams each make billions of dollars. So no shit. The star quarterback who is the, he's the guy. If you don't have one, you're looking for one because winning a Super Bowl without one is damn near impossible. No kidding that they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of their career. Like, and again, if you were in that per, like that level of percentile, you would make the equivalent in your field. Right. Like if I was the greatest camp counselor that ever lived, I would probably make a decent chunk of change. Mostly because I would never leave because the overtime is running rampant. So it would be really easy just to make all kinds of money. But and that would make me a better CEO, apparently, is just being there nonstop. I try not to do that. So, but I mean, again, doctors, like the, 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 like when you, when you talk about like these, I mean, just look around here. Some of the lawyers that are around this area, like uh, the guy who got Dr. Corasani off with the minimum sentence he possibly could have ever done. Right. That dude's not hard off and he's just, no. 
and he's a good a good lawyer from Buffalo, like the greatest lawyer in the country, probably a multimillionaire. Just just throwing it out there, and he probably right. doesn't do a whole ton himself. Like he probably has thousands of lawyers working underneath him. Well, it's kind of like you know the like the big law firms around here, like Salino and Barnes, or like William Matar. Like you hire them, you think you're actually getting William Matar to sit next to you for your fucking court case? No, you're no. getting not unless you want to play pay top dollar for it. And like, and I can tell you, having spoken to a few attorneys recently about like trying to get in just just for a consult, it's three hundred and fifty bucks to sit down and find out if you have a case. Right. Oh, like I know I like through talking to people and like just family members and stuff that have had to deal with lawyers, like going through stuff, like they'll charge you like a hundred dollars per goddamn text message you send them. Like a hundred dollars to read one text message or like a hundred dollars per email. Yeah. Like I I spoke to a guy and he was the only person who would answer me without an actual like paid sit down but when we got to a point where he was like okay to like to really to go any further i would need to bring you in to my office and like we need to sit down and talk to see like the actual logistics behind the case here are my rates and it was 350 bucks for the initial consult and then like beyond that and it was like and it was like an hour consultation and then anything beyond that his billable time is 350 an hour yeah. Um, or like you can agree to a, like, if they're, if you end up taking it to a, um, like to an actual like lawsuit, it's like, you can either choose three fifty an hour or like a percentage of monetary gain or whatever. Win, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's insane. It's absolutely wild. So like, right. The, the, the people who are at like the top of those rungs are probably very rarely in a courtroom. They're probably hanging out on a yacht somewhere. Like, oh, like, uh, just with this, uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, one of the the lawyers was, uh, like brought up, like, how much one of the witnesses was being paid. Like, the one witness was being paid like $750 an hour. And they were like, yeah, that's my regular rate. Like, I don't know why this is even being brought up. Like, it's what I charge everybody. Yeah, it, it's wild. It's like it's it's nuts. Um, I don't have a problem with athletes being paid that much. What I do get annoyed with is when they get greedy about it. When like the team already offers them like an asinine number, they're still just like, nah, I want more. I'm like they're already offering you two hundred million dollars for like four years see i you, you want you want like 200 you want 300 billion like my my issue becomes when you sign a contract you should be able to like you should have to like there should be a clause in the contract that you have to fulfill a certain amount of that contract like you shouldn't be able to sign a five-year deal and two years into it go no, I'm sitting out unless you extend me and pay me more because I'm worth more. Like, right. Like that just happened a couple years ago with Zeke Elliott. Like yep. 
he did that. Like you are on your rookie contract. Like you have at minimum a four year with a fifth year option. And like after year two, he was like, I'm not playing unless you guys renegotiate my contract for big money. And it's like, bro, like there should be none of that shit until at least like we're talking about, are we extending you or are we going to exercise your fifth year option? Right. Like the last year of your actual contract is the only time you should be allowed to do anything about your contract. Like, and again, my whole thing is like, well, you know, like people like, Oh, if they don't play, they don't get paid, but like, right. But like for, for all intent and purpose for the long, for a long time, until a certain point that contract still counts against the salary cap. So like, um, you know, I shouldn't have to wait till like week 12 to free up the millions of dollars I'm paying you to replace you. Like, right. Like I just, then I agree. That is the stuff that bothers me. Like that's, that's what really bothers me about like pro athletes is when they get greedy like that. And you know, I, I know I saw you post something about, I think you talked about it on Hat Stats to Stats or Two Point, or no, you don't do Two Point. Um, you talked about it on Hat Stats to Stats, like these these athletes using social media to basically like cudgel their fucking teams to give them massive deals. Otherwise, they're going to walk. Like, listen, if you want to play for them, See what they're offering you. If you don't like that, what they're offering you, go somewhere else. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I and but I think I think I I enjoy when that backfires. Like, Le'Veon Bell is a perfect example. Oh, this dude absolutely. held out, sat out. Like, um, and it, and it's funny because he commented on like somebody Debo else. Samuel, I think it was. It, it was either Debo or, um. He may have said it about Lamar, like, you know, Lamar shouldn't play until he gets paid exactly what he's worth, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so he's like, you know, so what you're saying he should hold out, not play a year, sign with the Jets and be generally irrelevant for the rest of his career. Like, because (laughs) that's what Bell did. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, I'm sorry. Anybody, I, I like, and okay. And like the, the Deshaun Watson contract bothers me with everything that he's currently still going through and stuff like that. And there still may be criminal prosecution and there's still civil lawsuits going on um, about everything that happened with him. And like, first off, I, I, I don't know if he's worth that. The last time he played, he was, but he hasn't played in a year and taking a year off is a big deal. It's not like yeah. he took a year off for an injury and he was like rehabbing and working and getting like, he was just hanging out. He was on the team. He was on the sidelines, but he wasn't practicing. He wasn't like even considered to dress for games, like nothing. And they're so much expecting some type of disciplinary action to come down from everything he's got going on that they, his, his salary for the first year is $1 million. So he only counts against the cap for a million bucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I hate that the Browns even gave him that contract, because that contract is asinine in the first place, but they were kind of smart about it that they're like, we're going to pay you peanuts this first year. Cause we don't know if you're even going to be allowed to play. Right. Because let's be honest. The only reason there was no disciplinary come down from the league last year was because the Texans took it upon themselves 
to well the reason there was sideline no, him there was no disciplinary from the league because everything was still ongoing like there like allegations were still coming out there was no court proceedings there were no court rulings so the nfl as they often do sat back and went okay we're uh we're gonna wait till this till this comes to a head and then we'll like then we'll levy our judgment as well the and- interesting the interesting thing that's gonna come down with this whole situation though is what's gonna happen with baker mayfield because right now the browns don't know if Deshaun is going to be able to play. So do they get rid of Baker? Do they keep Baker just in case Deshaun can't play? And on the flip side, if you're Baker, if I was Baker, I'd be like, yeah, y'all can go fuck yourself. Like I'm never stepping into your facility again. So I don't care if Deshaun's not playing. I'm not playing for you. Well, and that's kind of what he said. Like, he's demanded a trade. Uh, they basically said they said no, mostly because they are they, – because they don't know what's going on with Deshaun. Right. But, like, if you're a baker, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, you're not in a position where you can sit out of here with the questions about your abilities that are going around. Right. The other side of that is how much are, honor do you have as a man? Like, right. Like, from an honor standpoint, I'd be like, y'all basically threw me to the fucking trash and went and got this guy. And now you're like, oh, hey, he can't play. Um, I know we didn't want you, but can you can you still throw the ball for us? Yeah. And like, can you basically hold down the fort until the guy we really want to be here gets here? Right. And like he's able to play. And like, if you're Baker, what do you do? Like, do you torpedo their season? And then, but then like you look shitty. No one's going to want, want to employ you after that. And really you're going to help them with a better one. Well, and you're going to help them with a better draft pick for the next year. Right. Or do you go try to ball out and hope that like if Watson can't play, he comes back after two full years of not playing football and just isn't quite himself anymore. And right. the Browns are in a world of hurt and you got paid somewhere else to play and you're going to live in the high life while they're sitting there going, well, we are still the Browns. And this is still the factory of sadness. <laughs> yeah. Potentially pot- two potentially full years away is a long time, which is why like, like I feel bad for Kaepernick and like he should be given an opportunity, but at this point he's five years removed. Like, I don't think it would be smart for anyone to even bring him in. Just it's been five years since he played. If we were talking a year removed, two years removed. All right, let's give him a chance. Like, I feel like he should have gotten a chance a couple years ago, but at this point no. So, and this is going to be somewhat controversial, but if you, I, I firmly and honestly believe that if he really wanted to play football, he'd be playing somewhere. He would be playing somewhere, but like his story has changed so much. Like he, at one point, like there was rumor he was offered a contract, but he, and he turned it down. Um, then it was like, they were going to offer him a contract, but they were told he would turn it down. So they didn't, but he's like, I never told you I would turn it down. So you never offered me a contract. Like then it was, he like people were talking to him to see, like to try to work out a deal 
and or like they talked to his agency like okay like what would it take to get him like to get him in and he it was basically like he wanted starter money and he wanted to be a starter and like now all of a sudden five years after the fact he's like oh i would gladly quietly accept a backup role and everything else and like the biggest knock on it was like you you openly referred to the league as modern day slavery and now you want to return to the league like there's right. a lot of questions there I'm not diving any further like, into it. The the USFL just kicked off their season. Like, if he really wanted to play football, he he could he could have easily called up any team. He could have played in the, the AAF or the XFL two years ago. Like, there are places he could have played if he really wanted to play football. And like, if he if he went out and tore those leagues up, people I would look and be you like, he would have. Yeah, I guarantee you. Like, if he really wanted to play, if he went and spent a year playing in one of those leagues or whatever he would have gotten a call from the NFL be like, Hey, we want to bring you back. At least somebody would have. At the end of the day, when you are, when you are trying to make it in anything, you gotta, you have to like, you have to try and a, like a workout with no coverage, no pads, no linemen, and you're just throwing a wide open, uncovered receiver. Like I can do that. Like I can, we can go to a football field tomorrow. I can get a couple of buddies out there and we can make film of me throwing passes to my buddies and put a highlight tape out there. Your microphone's off. I could look just as good as Kaepernick doing that shit too, because he did know. not look fucking good doing it. I mean, like even if he did look good, again, you're throwing it to uncovered receivers like some no of the one's balls rushing looked, you like someone like some of the throws looked underthrown. They were back shoulder when they should have been led. Like it didn't look great. Like what, yeah. what the fuck was that 15 yard drop? He did. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I believe that if the dude wanted to be playing, he'd be playing yeah. somewhere like, and again, go, go to another league, tear it up. Like, Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens or yeah, Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens are currently in the fan controlled football league right now, tearing it up, having a blast. Like, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> doesn't matter. But anyway, that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of common debauchery. We've probably gone at least 15 minutes over the hour. So uh, probably, probably thanks for tuning in guys. Common debauchery, part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, go there, check out all the awesome podcasts, including my other shows, Hat Stats and Stats, Tip of the Cap Podcast, and uh, the Producers. Check out all the other cool content creators out there. And there's podcasts for everybody on the BICBP Radio Network. Find us on social media. We have a Facebook page, Common Debauchery. Type it in. We're the only thing that pops up. We designed it that way. And with that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common, common Debauchery. Debauchery. God, we suck at that on Zoom.